The focus has been on housing prices and how they've started to fall during this year. However, the real concern in this market is about the rental market and what's been happening with rental properties as well as what's available for people to rent out. In this video, I'm gonna break down exactly what's happening in the market right now when it comes to rental properties, how you can adjust if you are a landlord. And if you're someone that's looking at getting property or buying an investment property in the next six to 12 months, this is what you should be focusing on. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you are interested in sort of coming up with your own strategy, how you can build financial freedom through property, there's a link in the description below as well as a pinned comment with my email address. Send me an email and we can figure out a strategy for you. National rent values rose 10% in the last 12 months to August, which is a new record high growth rate according to CoreLogic data. Rent value increases are fairly broad based, but the pace of growth is slowing in some smaller capital cities. Now, what we can see here is obviously an average and annual change in rental values nationally. And what we can see is 10% as the growth across Australia, 10.1% for the combined regionals and combined capitals is at 10%. So it's fair to say 10% is about the average across the board. Now, again, as I've said before, when it comes to housing prices, as well as rents, this is just an average. Some areas have actually decreased in rent values. And on the flip side, you've got other areas that are growing far beyond 10%. And if I use my example alone, only Yesterday, did I have to increase the rent on one of my own properties as it was way below market rent based on the old tenancy agreement. Now that there's a new tenant going in, the new price is $50 higher. And that equates to a percentage increase of about 18 to 20% in just over the last 12 months. With plenty of clients also coming through with their properties, the increases in rents, some are actually increasing the rent from the rental appraisal from when we secure the property six weeks later when they actually settle. It's about $30 to $40 higher, which is already a 10% increase from when we secured the deal. There is no denying this is a fast increase. But only two years ago, when the pandemic was around, we had houses that were sitting there on the market not being rented out. We had plenty of people, including maybe yourself, we had to decrease the rent just to secure a tenant long term. So what's changed over the last two years? Yes, we can go on to the age old saying that rental supply and rental demand, there's no equilibrium, but we're going to dive deeper into the factors that are really affecting the rental market today and how that's going to play out over the next 12 months. The number one factor has been interest rate increases. Now I've explained this in numerous videos, you should definitely go check out this one when it talks about interest rates and how they're related to rental prices. But what's happened, but during the last six months, as we've had increases in interest rates, it means the borrowing capacity for a lot of people that were looking to buy have decreased. So people were traditionally being able to borrow, say for 700K, now might be only able to borrow 500K. And that means they're now priced out of the desired suburb. So what's the next best option? Well, those people may now convert to going, well, I don't mind rent vesting for a while. I'll go and rent in that desired area and it might cost me about 600 bucks a week instead of buying a house for 700k when the market does improve the interest rates start going down again I might be able to secure my own place at that time but I don't want to forego lifestyle I still want to live in the desired suburb additionally people that were looking to buy now cannot simply buy so they have no other choice but to rent and this might mean in their own suburb or in a neighboring suburb and that's what's really pushing more demand in the rental side relative to the buying pressure that we saw only 12 to 24 months ago number two is more tourism which has led to more short-term stays what this means 
means is essentially a lot of people had converted their properties from a short-term rental and they traditionally may have had this for years. But as we had the borders closed down, as we had the borders shut off, we had the pandemic come in, some people changed their short-term rentals from Airbnbs to long-term rentals, which means the supply of rental properties went up. This is when we saw the vacancy rates shoot up in a lot of capital cities and it meant that landlords had to decrease their rents just to secure someone. As we've now opened and we've got more tourism, people are now going back and converting them into short-term rental stays. Now, if you are interested in a deep dive video around short-term versus long-term rental stays, definitely leave me a comment down below saying short-term versus long-term. Number three is people moving out of homes. Now, what I mean by this, as the pandemic started, a lot of people that was living on their own had now started moving back in with family, siblings, and friends. Why? Because we were obviously locked down, right? People didn't want to live by themselves. And also there was uncertainty around how long this could last for and what that meant for our own incomes. So as people wanted to save, they started going and consolidating. People started moving back in with family, despite the fact they didn't like their parents, but they needed to save their money. That was a joke, by the way, because we all love our parents. Yeah. But two years later, people have realized they don't like their parents, they don't like their family, and definitely don't like their siblings. So now they've moved out by themselves, they're moving back out, but this time there's not enough properties because we've had two years of interest rates being low, which meant a lot more people were converted from being a tenant to a homeowner. And that means this time around when people are moving out, they're saying, hey, there's a lot less available right now. And that's because a lot more people bought during this time. Number three is migration and population growth is increasing. We've had the new government already come out that they wanna increase the maximum amount of immigrants that can come into the country every year. We've also seen an uptick in population growth, which is unheard of. And this combination is leading to more rental demand. You see, when people migrate into a new country, most likely they're gonna come and rent a property. And that's because they have no idea about where they wanna live in this country. And they're really dictated by either their visa or the work that they actually have. So as we have more people come into the country, there is more demand for rental properties. And this is putting a further pressure on a rental crisis. I shared what my early thoughts were and what early indicators I was looking at before we started seeing the real move towards a rental crisis. You can definitely go check out that video here. And finally, the last point is that there's less housing supply. What I mean by this is that there's less people now building than there were say 12 or 24 months ago. Apart from the stimulus that was given as part of the home builder package, we've seen increases in the cost of building a new home. And we've also seen a mass uncertainty around building companies. We've seen so many start collapsing already because construction costs have increased and the time it takes to build a house has increased. A lot more people have opted to go for existing property, whether that's to buy for themselves or to live in. This means that there's less supply of new housing coming on into the market. This means that existing stock is all that people can play with. So an annual average of 10% growth is looking pretty bad. In some areas, we're already experiencing 20 to 30% rental growth, but I don't think it's over. And I think it's about to get a whole lot worse. And we can see that in this chart. While a lot of people are complaining about the fact that rents are so high and they've been increasing so quickly, we can see that CPI is increasing at such a rapid pace compared to rent that we've seen the price of most things go up, but rents have lagged behind. Now, traditionally, this is the case, but as inflation increases, the rates increase, we then start seeing the rents increase as well. And I believe this has just kickstarted the next phase of this cycle. As we talk about on this channel, it's not just about looking at short-term pricing, it's about understanding where pricing is today in relation to economic cycles and business cycles on a larger time frame. If you have enjoyed this video, definitely smash that like button and subscribe to the channel because we're not just talking about rental prices and how housing 
housing prices should go up. We're also talking about what factors play a part in you building wealth over the next five, 10, 15 years. Because financial freedom is important and it's something that you need to be accountable for. Cash flow has never been more important and as rates increase, you need to stay on top of your own rental properties. Otherwise, you may risk defaulting on your mortgage and then having to lose that property. You should definitely go check out this video where I talk about housing prices. If you're someone that thinks that there's gonna be a massive housing crash and that this time is different, definitely go check out that video and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.